Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? It's that weekend. It's WrestleMania weekend. It's fightfulwrestling.com. Sean Rossat, managing editor of fightfulwrestling.com here. Go there, get all your news, get all your results, podcasts. I did a day one wrap up for non, well, not, not even non WWE stuff, just stuff. David T's working his ass off covering stuff. Joe Holbert, Ryan Cook working their asses off covering stuff. Joe Holbert did like 10 features. We got Jeremy Lambert and Andrew Thompson rocking it. Uh, we will have coverage of the Triple H post show media call. Andrew Thompson will be on that. Go follow him on Twitter. Or just stay tuned to the site. But we're talking NXT TakeOver tonight. And tomorrow night we're talking Ring of Honor G1 Supercard. Sunday it's WrestleMania. But all that is to come. As are you. If you check out our sponsor. Which we'll tell you about more later. But now we're going to tell you about Mr. Warren Hayes. Mr. Warren Hayes, I usually start off this show with a plug for Fightful Select. You are our plug. There if, there, if there's ever been a plug, it's Warren Hayes. That's for damn sure. If you all tuned into his NXT <laughs> 205 Live UK show this week, you got a free preview. We left it open. But he's there every single week reviewing this uh, right after NXT goes off the air. Warren, thank you for joining us. How appropriate that you're here considering you cover this for us every week on Fightful Select. What a shocker. I mean, what a what a what a, an unexpected turn of events. And man, what I mean, you couldn't have picked a better night to come join you and Alex. I am, uh, I am exhausted, but in a complete state of bliss. Well, I am happy to uh, announce that Warren will be here with us all weekend. Ring of Honor G1 uh, tomorrow, uh, WrestleMania on Sunday. Alex Palowski joining us again tonight. Reminder, guys, you can get uh, questions answered by all three of us. By donating a super chat, don't care the amount. But Alex, this is this is the kickoff of the weekend. You get a little bit of a break tomorrow. Are you yeah. watching the Hall of Fame tomorrow? Oh God, no! <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not a chance in hell. Are you kidding me? 
Are you sure you, you don't want to tune in for Hogan's uh, speech on the Brutus Beefcake? You sure about that? I'm I'm damn sure about that. Uh, <laughs> I'll 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 watch you know clips of the actual induction stuff, but I don't I don't need to sit through that. How long is that going to be? Five hours. Yikes! But yeah, no, I'm 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 uh, I'm happy to take the full day off tomorrow. Uh, after tonight, I am I am delighted but exhausted, uh, much like Warren. And I know I'm going to have to like sleep a good 14 hours straight before Sunday. Well, again, I want to thank my, my great news team for uh, really kicking ass this week. FightfulWrestling.com. Uh, we did some of our best numbers ever in March, and I want to thank you guys for that. Uh, we are still a very, very young website. We have not existed for three years. Three years ago, I had no idea what a Fightful was. <laughs> and I still might not have even really known what it was a year later. What the hell is a Fightful? Well, by God, you can get that answered on Jimmy Van's Q&A, which dropped on Fightful Select this week. But thank you guys so much. Every thumbs up that you leave helps us. Every iTunes review helps us. Every subscription helps us. Every time you retweet something, that helps us a lot. Uh, Basically, to break it down, a lot of these wrestling sites that you know about they have decades of SEO that we don't have that really helps them get out there. They're, they're out there doing a, a lot in that regard. We're still very new, so all of your support means a lot to us. I want to thank Nick Wolf for the super chat. He says, WrestleMania 36, Gargano versus Reigns in a last man standing match. The last four hours, Thanos <laughs> couldn't have beaten Johnny tonight. Undisputed domain. Whew. Well, let's get into it. Let's talk about NXT takeover what did, did you watch the pre-show warren yeah i did actually um what do you think of this sam roberts heel gimmick he's right uh like if there if there was anyone who was less appropriate to be a heel commentator i think it's uh i think it's him you know maybe playing off the fact that he looks a little goofy with the hair and whatnot i don't know but he just it doesn't work. It doesn't click. And I don't think it does anyone any favors. I much prefer him just bantering with, um, with everyone else than just, just trying to come across as a heel. But to be honest, the most offensive part of the, of the, uh, of the pre-show was, was the video game spot that I just, let's talk about it. Alex, did you watch the video game spot? I mean, watch is is, uh, is hardly <laughs> accurate. Let's be honest. Pardon my French. That dude jobbed AJ Styles the fuck out <laughs> on the mic and in the game. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Uh, that that guy uh, certainly was very good at what he does. Listen, this, these guys who you know pick up a game, figure it out in a couple of days or whatever, and and like the guy who like you sit down and he, oh, I go to a party, people are playing Madden. And you decide, oh, I'll pick it up, play a little bit, and you get beat seventy-eight to two. Yeah, that guy. Screw how'd you that manage? How'd you manage to get a safety throughout all of that? <laughs> <laughs> because the guy was just sticking around back there. I, I, you yeah. got to beat you doing whatever. I'm gonna, it's, I'm gonna run out of the back of the end zone because I feel bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. That's the guy who's uh, who, who's who's playing against AJ Styles tonight. But the problem was that I I know that you had a problem with this too, Warren is when they were starting the video game, they could have skipped the entrances of the video game characters right? that combined were longer than the actual match. Man, that was interminable. And here's one thing, as, as, as someone who plays video games, and I've played the 2K games, this is one thing that boggles my mind. 
The 2K, WWE 2K, the controls are shit. Really? I don't know how you make. No, 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 no. It's not responsive. <laughs> it's button mashing. You can get through button True. mashing. There's no skill to what you're doing. Making a competitive tournament out of WWE 2K19 is garbage. I, I'm completely convinced, 100% convinced, this was all work. I did think that this year's game was very good, but a reminder as we get into this show, I did do a wrap-up on day one of WrestleMania stuff, talking AIW, Impact, Bloodsport, uh, WrestleCon Super Show, which was a ton of fun. That was a good one. Uh, Wally Mania happenings, all kinds of good stuff there. And I have interviews from everybody. Eric Bischoff, Tony Schiavone, uh, Kazim Famu. I, uh, man, I butchered his name. After, after I learned it and nailed it during the interview, Kazim, former WWE writer, uh, jo- Jeff Cobb. I've talked to Rob Van Dam, PCO, Bully Ray. Who haven't I talked to? Edit this week, Joey Ryan, Joey Janela. Make sure you all uh, go check that out. It was a lot of fun. It's been a lot of work, and this is the culmination of it all. NXT Tag Team Championship War Raiders defend or defend their titles by defeating Ricochet and Alistair Black. This makes these two guys, Ricochet and Alistair Black, zero and two in tag title matches throughout the week. If they lose to or Sunday, rather, they could have the unique distinction of literally losing in title matches for every WWE tag titles. Uh, Highlight of this early on, no weird sound effects in Aleister Black's theme, Alex. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm really hoping that it was like this. That uh, Hunter's like, what, they did what now? They they put (laughs) they put they put haunted house sound effects over Black's theme? Yeah, fuck that. We're not doing that. Like I, I, I just, I really hope it was that simple. Like he just made a call and said, "No, we're not doing that. That's stupid. That's stupid. Why would you do that? We're not going to do that." And that was it. Because Hunter makes the calls in NXT. That that feels like that's what happened. Because it was it wasn't there, and it was much better for it. So Roe and Black toyed with each other and pulled their strikes a little bit earlier, and I didn't necessarily like that. I was like, "Man, nothing says I want to win a championship more than pulling your strikes just to show the other guy that that you can do it." Uh, the crowd got distracted early because there was a light that shined in. But, and people didn't seem to get this when I laid it down on Twitter. If we were to wildly speculate what it was that got their attention and got a You Deserve It chant besides that, Warren, what would it be? Would it be the rest bitchin' spray tan? <laughs> yeah, that yeah, I, uh, that would probably uh, that would probably be the best game. <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah. Or maybe the, the, the spray the spray tan being ta- uh, uh, staining everything in the ring. Uh, I was kind of worried that the, that, or maybe worried slash satisfied since they were talking, since the chat was you deserve it. Maybe someone had pulled out a beach ball and someone had popped it. You know, that's what I was kind of expecting. We also got a black and row with it. Just an awesome exchange. Hanson got a big pop off a handspring elbow. I'm not sure. What that handspring does, that just mowing the guy down does, Alex? Am no, I lost on that no, one? No, yes, no. It's it's uh, shows off surprising agility from the big man. That's just a thing that you know. It, it's there's a lot of things that don't make a lot of sense. A, a shooting star press doesn't add a whole lot of a lot of momentum, but but it's it's flippy and it's cool, so we like it. <laughs> 
Yeah, that, that was pretty much it. Alistair Black broke up a War Machine pin where both of them were pinning Ricochet with a coup de gras. That was a hell of a save. I, I was a big fan of that one. Ricochet does an insane dive that I do not know the name of and will not pretend to. And everybody else gets their dives in until Hanson hits a swanton outside. That was very, very cool. It comes back to Roe and Black face-to-face. A Black Mass hits, a Shooting Star Press hits from Ricochet, but Hanson uh, pushes Ricochet, or I think he pushes Black into the pile. Ricochet misses that 630, and War Raiders win with Fallout. This was really good. This was a fast-paced opener. Warren, this is technically, I believe, the first match as a tag team that Ricochet and Aleister Black have lost via pinfall or submission. Correct, because they they did lose the match in the Fatal 4-Way with, uh, a couple of weeks ago, but were not pinned. Um, call me old school, but I'm I'm very much okay with it. Well, this was a great match. I, I loved it. It was fantastic. Uh, as, you know, tag team wrestling lives in NXT. It does not thrive anywhere else. Main roster, even in New Japan, there's no other place that has such compelling tag team matches here. I, I've talked about this on my NXT, uh, 205 Live NXT UK recap show on FightfulSelect.com. Subscribe today, $5 a month. I've said every single time throughout the entire Dusty Classic, I was confused by the booking. Confused, but other than giving Aleister Black and Ricochet their swan song tonight, it didn't make sense for two single guys to go through established teams. So I'm glad I'm glad we got the result here tonight in, in, on that end. The second thing that really bugged me with this match was Aleister Black, he did hit Black Mass on row. Black Mass is his finisher. Why did Ricochet need to go and do a flippy thing on top of that? Aleister, pin the guy. You've won. It's your finisher. You've knocked off so many dudes with it. No one's kicked out of it. Mm-hmm. I did. I didn't get the ending. It kind of that kind of bugged me, but otherwise, fantastic match. Uh, doctors checked on Ricochet after the match, but uh, he seemed to be fine. He pointed to his shoulder. Uh, mutual respect was shown. You get the curtain call for Ricochet and Alistair Black. Alex, what did you think of this as, as the match culminated and we got that finish? Well, I I really enjoyed the match. I think it's a kind of a it's become a tradition now, uh, a tradition unlike any other. Uh, to have um, the, the tag match start to take over, come out of the gate super hot, and set the tone for the rest of the night. I think it's a really cool way that they do that seemingly every every time. This was great. I, I really liked the, the interplay between both teams. I love the idea that Ricochet and Hanson got in. You're like, oh, now we're going to see some stuff because Hanson's the flippy guy of that team. <laughs> that was kind of cool. Um, uh, I, I, I agree with you, Warren. Uh, that yeah, Black Mass should pin guys. But the thing is, is that they've been finishing their tag matches with a Black Mass and then the six thirty. Like that's been that's that's their tag finisher. They don't have a tandem finisher. It's one finisher then another. So I guess he's not allowed to pin the guy after Black Mass because he has to wait for Ricochet to hit the six thirty. Otherwise, how do you know it's the end of the match? I mean, that's a stupid thing, but that's the way <laughs> WWE tag teams are are booked. Um. The thing that I will always remember about this particular match is the way that the curtain call went. Like Ricochet's like serious and and ready emotion uh at, at the response they were giving as he was leaving NXT. Um like he hasn't been there for like 3 or 4 years like some guys who finally get the call up and it's yeah. kind of an amazing thing. Um and he's and he's been on the main roster doing stuff for for like a month, 6 weeks. 
So it's not like it's not like this is the this is his first time going up to the big leagues, and he's and he can't believe that finally he's realizing the boyhood dream. He's been realizing that dream for a while, but I think there's this moment of like, just you realize that maybe you're never going to be in front of a crowd like this again. Like like the NXT takeover crowds are special. These people absolutely love everyone who is in the ring performing for them. Like really like they're like they're cousins or members of the family. And it's different than, than you might see on the main roster where sometimes, you know, you're not booked right. And all of a sudden the crowd goes meh to you. And then all of a sudden it's not the same feeling again. I wonder if Ricochet who's been in this business a long time realizes this and wants to soak in that last moment with that kind of a reaction. Well, yeah, or, they, or they, maybe, they... Or, or maybe he's seen how they book at EC3 and he doesn't want to go to the <laughs> roster. Yeah, that that ain't so hot right now. Uh, but this match was this was a really really good match, a good opener as well. Uh, throughout the later parts of the evening, we see Edge and Beth Phoenix at ringside. Uh, we see Piper Niven and Tony Storm at ringside, and then the big one. We see Kushida at ringside. It was announced today as highly speculated that Kushida would sign with WWE. Great pickup for Kushida. He probably will be a 205 Live guy, and there's nothing wrong with that. If you want recommended viewing for Kushida, him versus Kyle O'Reilly, the Super Juniors Finals, I believe it was, man, that was incredible. Uh, You guys know I'm a sucker for a double wrist lock, and he's got a damn good one. Uh, His hoverboard lock, double wrist lock is... Just one of the best submission holds in the game. Warren, what are you expecting out of Kushida in WWE? Uh, I'm expecting exactly what you said. I, you know, hang, have him hang around NXT for a while, then head on over to 205 Live. You know, there's a lot of people who uh, who think 205 Live is the kiss of death for a lot of wrestlers. And I have a tendency to disagree. Again, I you know, I cover lovingly the show for FightfulSelect.com. Subscribe today, $5 a month. I know Alex is a big fan as well. Seeing Mustafa Ali, or sorry, Ali move up to main roster, uh, or main roster anyway, up to... Uh, uh, up to SmackDown, you know, does show that, you know, there's not necessarily a ceiling to 205 Live, that it's not the, the kiss of death. And, uh, you know, it's something I like to, I like to remind people, there's been so many starts and stops regarding 205 Live. Um, WWE tossing their money behind uh, Neville. Well, we all know how that ended up. Tossing their money behind Enzo. We all know how that ended up. Um, he showed up at Wally Mania. I'm like, who booked him? Like officially, or did he try to sneak in again? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he was on the stage, but people left. So okay. <laughs> well, the the point being that uh, two hundred five live has always been a thing about word of mouth, and they have since last year they have been doing fantastic work with building the cruiserweight division. And all they do need is this one breakout superstar, and they were on the verge of getting it. In my opinion, with Mustafa Ali, they moved him up. They have Buddy Murphy, who was fantastic. Toss Kushida in there, who is a legitimate bona fide superstar. I think even the most jaded WWE fan will will at least give this a shot. We'll take a look at it just knowing that the guy is there because it is his next move. It's his next logical move. He's done everything he had to do in New Japan. Why not give it a shot here and see what happens? And if they can build 205 Live around him, if that's fantastic. It's good news for everyone. Any thoughts, Alex? Uh, no, I, I, mean, I love Kushida. I mean, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what, what, what they do with him in NXT. Um, 
like I, I don't know what it, what his ceiling is uh, in, in WWE. It's, it's very difficult. Like the idea, what like what your ceiling is depends on Vince's whim, mm-hmm. and and that's and that's what I what I don't like right now is it it's just like you know I I thought I was going to like this guy, but I brought him up, and now I'm not going to use him. Is a is a weird thing. Um, so I don't know um, what what that would be, but I'm I'm really interested in seeing like Kushida Matt Riddle matches, Kushida Velveteen Dream matches. Like I feel like that's that's the tier he's going to be on immediately coming in is being in that North American Championship thing. Which I mean, like, my thing is who's his debut match going to be now that Kashisono is full time at NXT UK? Like Kashisono was was the was the old head. Who comes in and gets and gets beaten by the new guy? I wonder who that new guy is going to be. Kona Reeves. Oh god! Oh god! No! 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 Shane Haas has a couple of questions. Thank you for the super chats. Who are your favorites to be called up to the main? And uh, is Shane Strickland coming to NXT? I would sit. I would assume Shane Strickland is. I mean, it was a foregone conclusion at one point. Then he said, "Let me go weigh my options <laughs> wisely." As yeah. far as favorites to be called up to the main. How about nobody? Yeah. That's, I'm feeling nobody. And why no. do I think that? Because there are four people in particular that were called up in December not doing anything, literally anything. Yeah. Lacey gimmicks or Lacey Evans gimmick is not doing anything. <laughs> I'm EC- okay with calling your Lacey gimmicks from now on. Lacey though. gimmicks, yeah. EC3's gimmick is not saying anything. Oh, and Heavy Machinery's gimmick is not making me care about anything. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you, Sean. I don't want to. I listen. I, NXT to me is a very, very, very special place where uh, wonderful wrestling takes takes place uh, and also good stories are told. And um, I and once once those people leave that place and go to the much larger place, it feels like they're just <laughs> lost in the shuffle. And uh, I don't want to see that happen to all these people who are at the top. Now, the whole thing is that we've, we've seen that there are people who go from a position not at the top of NXT and get called up anyway. Now, as far as you want to like go down, down the list, I, I feel like there's somebody... I don't know if I, I would wish this on him, but I feel like somebody that Vince might use and might actually have fun with, somebody like Keith Lee is absolutely ready from a, from a wrestling standpoint, from a, from a career standpoint, to go up to the main roster and just be this giant black dude who beats up people. Like, I feel like, it, I feel like Vince should be able to utilize that guy. Like, I mean, yeah. but, but, I, I mean I, but I don't know if he actually would. But I'm saying, like, that's a guy who, if he, if he got called up, and I don't know, if you got him called up and he became like Leo Rush's big brother who he brought in <laughs> to, to, to be Bobby Lash's bodyguard. Like I totally love that as a, as a six man tag team, like those three, like do a six man tag tournament with Lashley Rush and Keith Lee. I think that'd be a lot of fun, but, but, but I don't, I don't have anybody that I'm like, Oh, I really want to see that guy in the main roster. I don't have anybody like that right now. Well, Shamik Scheider, uh, thank you for the super chat. It says, great showcase for Matt Riddle. His character is born face, but there's an awesome heel in there as well. And we saw that in this match. Yes. Two guys that read the room. I'm sure WWE has Velveteen Dream pegged as a heel and Matt Riddle pegged as a face. But they saw the way that things were. And they were like, let's let's switch this up a little bit. They being Riddle and, and Dream throughout the course of this match. These two guys are so opposites. It's shown in the ring. 
It's shown in their gear. It's shown in their interest. Matt, Matt Riddle comes out with a pair of tight MMA shorts, no knee pads, no shoes, no wrist tape, nothing. Yeah. I mean, he kicks his the, – the flashiest thing he does is kick his slides out into the crowd. Velveteen Dream has a Statue of Liberty entrance, the pomp and circumstance, almost quite literally, the, the thematic uh, sort of emulation of Randy Savage. They are so different, but they make such magic together. Love that entrance, Alex. That, that Velveteen Dream entrance was great. Man, I, I, I don't know why I didn't see this coming. Like you know, take over New York. What what's what's he gonna do? We 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 were joking about <laughs> about you know what what uh, Velveteen Dream might do. Something somebody I, I read was like that because um, Matt Riddle was like, I want to retire Brock Lesnar. That's just like part of his gimmick. Is he keeps saying that uh, that have have a uh, have Velveteen Dream come out in, uh, and just bounce around like wearing MMA gloves and Jimmy John shorts, you know, like <laughs> like be that thing because he usually likes to get in the mo- get in the head of the other guy. But the Sasha Liberty thing was so good. Be carried to the ring, a la King Macho Man, like the Macho King, Randy Savage. Like I thought that was so good. He's so damn special. As I was watching him being carried to the ring, uh, on that's called a litter, by the way. One of those things where you have a chair on top of things and then four dudes carry. It's called a litter. I don't know why I know that. As he was being called carried to the ring by that litter, I was like, "How is this guy not the top, top, top guy of your promotion? Like he's got so much charisma. It's amazing. I, I, uh, I, I love it. I, I love this guy so much." So right out of the gate, Matt Riddle hits this double wrist lock arm drag. And damn, did I love that. Ran up the ropes with that double wrist lock, threw him over. Then a monkey flip into an arm bar. Uh, Warren, you messaged, or you sent me a tweet. Uh, that was, I know you like that spot. Ooh, ooh, I, you're just talking <laughs> about it. It's got me all sweaty again. No, that was really, really cool. And uh, it, it, goes to, uh, it, it goes to further your point when you talk about very different styles. Uh, you know, Riddle got all of his MMA tricks out tonight. It was fantastic. And, uh, and he beat the living hell out of Velvetreen, Velvetreen, Velveteen dream the entire way. Uh, and you know, the, it, it really, it was a clash of styles that worked really well when Velveteen was able to get back into things. It's because he was more, he was able to get his sports entertainment in you know and it, it and it wasn't offensive you know it wasn't like oh the 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 true pure fighter versus the uh the entertainer it wasn't anything like that it just meshed really really well together but yeah that spot we just transitioned into the arm bar i was like whoo, whoo, and i thought of sean <laughs> you know i'm a sucker for those uh, also velveteen dream screams were hilarious <laughs> that that was just fantastic there is this barrage of axe handles, and I, I like that Velveteen Dream borrows from so many other people. It's so cool. It's so appropriate for him. But Riddle stops that with a German suplex to the floor. And early on, I was like, all right, cool. But man, they turned it up. Riddle just starts to beat Dream's ass. Elbows, sentons, a fisherman buster. Uh, Dream rolls into pins but gets triangle choked. And then Riddle really turns it up. A ripcord knee. The bro to sleep, a German suplex. Riddle is beating the crap out of Velveteen. And it's it gets like an indifferent, like almost a, man, we don't want to see him get his ass whipped like this. We don't want to see him get jobbed out like this. 
and Riddle knows it. So he waits for the comeback, and we get the comeback. The Hogan comeback, Alex. Your favorite. My favorite. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I know this is a thing that, that Dream does. I, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of get get Hogan out out of the ring, but, but. Um, I, I think he did it really well. Uh, I like that. You're right about And if you're looking for a comeback. <laughs> and your Velveteen dreams have turned into nightmares. We can't give you Velveteen dreams, but you can give you some big blue fantasies, if you know what I'm saying. Maybe you've done some regrettable things in your life. You've said some crazy stuff, but you want to look life right in the face and go, you or better yet blue blue chew can help that's bluechew.com blue like the color blue brings you the first fda approved uh or the same or the first chewable rather with the same fda approved active ingredients as viagra and cialis so you know they work you can take them anytime day or night even on a full stomach and since they're chewable they work up to twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visits. No waiting at the pharmacy. No more awkwardness. No more embarrassing tapes where you're like, ate a cheeseburger. None of that. They're made in the USA. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, you can get them for free. When you use that code FIGHTFUL, use that code FIGHTFUL. You don't have to have Peter Thiel funding you to get Blue Chew. It is free. Use the code FIGHTFUL. Let them know you heard about them from us at Get Blue Chew. Alex, I'm sorry for the interruption, but... No, I understand. Uh, Take the president. (sighs) Um, but, uh, I, I was thinking that uh, as I was watching, uh, Riddle, you know, kick Dream's ass all over the uh, ring, I was watching it and going like, damn, like he feels like one of those guys were like, if he wants to beat you on any given night, he's going to beat you. Like, I don't care how big you are, how strong you are, how fast you are. Matt Riddle just in that it showed me all these things. Like, it doesn't matter what you throw at him. He's got a counter for it. It doesn't matter what you do to him. It's like, here's the thing. I love that he says, I want to retire Brock Lesnar because somewhere in the back of my mind, I think that's a thing that has a 2% chance of happening. Like if you actually put your weight behind this guy, you could tell that story by the time Riddle is at that point, that he would be at that point as, as, as Brock is willing to exit. I think there's a way of doing it. And if you're going to retire Brock Lesnar, an apparent complete immunity to being German suplexed is a thing that would come in handy. Like when Velotine Dream German Germans him and he rolls up out of it, yells at him, and runs for a knee strike. I'm like, well, that's that would also that would help out. Um, I I I loved all this stuff. You were right. Uh, absolutely, Riddle came in as the babyface, and Dream came in as the heel, but they switched in the middle of it. And I loved that it didn't result ultimately in a heel turn like it was just in the course of that match that's what it was i liked that that was the case because i didn't need to see like a you know now matt's a heel because he attacked dream after the match or what i didn't need to see that that was this was exactly the way it should have gone during the match and after the match 
We'll talk more about Matt's future after uh, we finish this, but Dream hits a fame-asser. Riddle catches him with a big knee, applies an ankle lock. I love that when Velveteen stepped over to alleviate that, Riddle's like, I'll just grab the other one. Who cares? Then Riddle does the most insane goddamn German suplex spot I have ever seen in pro wrestling. Velveteen Dream is on the apron. Matt Riddle is standing barefoot, mind you, on the second rope inside the ring. Riddle leans in, grabs Velveteen high up. We're we're not talking about like your normal waist lock German suplex. He goes high up, like above the ribs. And this is one of those situations, one of the rare situations, where a zoom cam may have helped. Because I thought Velveteen Dream died. <laughs> I thought he died, Warren. Yeah. So much so that literally I'm thinking in my mind, oh my God, he's paralyzed. Oh my God, he's paralyzed. Especially when Matt Riddle floats him over for the pin and Velveteen Dream's arm gets stuck underneath him because he, he does exactly what a wrestler should do there. He dead waited. He was like, Matt's got to do this for me. Warren, that spot was freaking crazy. It was terrifying, and I agreed. The way I was, I was terrified because the way that dream, I thought he landed more on top of his head than he did, and I'm very thankful that he didn't. Um, yeah, it, it was a, it was, it's an extremely cool spot. It's one that they tease a lot in new in New Japan. I think I've seen Kota Ibushi eat one uh, and land on his neck. But then again, like, you know, as if Kota Ibushi gives a shit about his neck. Yeah. His neck is made out of whatever the villain in Terminator two was made out of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty, point. That's pretty much it. But yeah, no, that was, it was, uh, it was a crazy spot that was come. That was part of a, an extremely physical, brutal match. It, 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 and you know, it wasn't just a, a, a high spot for high spots sake. It made sense. It made sense when it was executed. It made sense be, uh, in the uh, the physicality of the fight. Uh, Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It just worked. And thank God no one died. You think of the spot, Alex. I won't uh, cut you off this time besides no. me just doing it right there. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I love the spot. I loved Riddle's thing off the top rope after that, which was a corkscrew moonsault that landed in a senton that was yeah, it was nuts. a it was a corkscrew senton it used to be on like all the video games yeah, yeah. I, remember, <laughs> I, I remember i i remember i gave that to sa rios as his finisher hey. in WWE, WWE 2000 that's stereotypical okay. good job yeah, yeah it was good <laughs> uh of course but uh i um i i, I love that that that, that kick out 
as with you, I was like, oh, he's dead waiting because this is the finish. I thought yeah. that was, but I didn't think he was paralyzed. I thought he was dead waiting. And then it was because, and that made the kick out so much more unexpected because like his arm was like, that was the arm he kicked out with, was that one that was pinned underneath him. So he had to like wrench it out and then do the kick out. Ah, oh, it was so great. Um, and like, but my favorite thing was, was the, was the story that they told with the ending, like Matt being able to figure out ways of getting in that bro mission and then just between dream getting leverage and not for three seconds. If he had to have leverage for four seconds, I don't think he would have gotten it, which is why, which is why I love Matt Riddle sitting up and going, what the fuck? How did I lose that match? I had him beat over and over and over again. And I also love that Matt Riddle, the most chill dude in the world, was chill about having lost. Like he was like, yeah. man, I had you beat though. Okay, <laughs> fist bump. All right, bye. Like I think that's that should be his character for as long as they allow him to be. Just totally affable about it. Because until they, they create thing where like there's an incentive to win, like you get paid double if you win over if you lose. Well, he, won, he would want a championship. Well, I, I understand. But he's like, I'll get you next time. Like that feels like his thing sure. is like, I had you before. I'll have you next time. I'm always going to get my rematch. I'm Matt Riddle. Like it feels like he's very, very cool there. Uh, I, I love I loved that ending. And I love the actual finish of the match. Uh, as you mentioned, Riddle gets the bro mission. Dream rolls him up for the pin. I like the finish too. Dream is a star. Riddle is a star. This is a match you're probably going to see on main roster pay-per-view a half a dozen times. I would not be mad if Monday night, if Brock Lesnar loses the title Sunday, if Matt Riddle showed up and hit him with about six consecutive pant shitter kicks right in the diverticulitis, and Brock just didn't come back until right after his UFC fight with Daniel Cormier. Whenever that may be, because I think that if you do that, if you introduce Riddle as a star, as special, as a guy who did win nine UFC fights, which I don't think Brock's done that. I don't think Ronda's done that. Shayna didn't do that. Even Jessman didn't do that. Uh, quite frankly, there are three or four of those combined that didn't do that. Yeah. Matt, Matt was a very, very good MMA fighter who was turned into an unbelievable pro wrestler, and that can be a big marquee SummerSlam match. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think that's a perfect way of doing it. Um, you you have to find ways of of making these guys into stars on the main roster. Uh, Matt Riddle to me seems like a can't miss guy, but I I I don't I don't trust anybody up there making decisions to not miss on can't miss guys. I just I don't trust them anymore. Uh, you so you that- can't you, you can't say that anymore. We've seen it so many times. Yeah. It happened so yeah. many times with NXT people being called up, you know, Finn Balor wasn't a, you can't you couldn't miss with Finn Balor, you couldn't miss with Samoa Joe, couldn't miss with Shinsuke. When, uh, when I look at Balor though, I'm like, man, a lot of that he's he's a jacket and some face paint. Well, I mean, That's- it all it all depends on 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 what you looked like. I I thought that Andrade would have had at least three reigns of something by now. Like he's, yeah. he's so good and so good looking. Like you could build a whole thing around this dude, the luchador who refuses to wear a mask because he's too good looking. Like that's a cool, that's a really it easy is. character to build around. Do it. I, I honestly thought Sanity would have had at least one run with the, with the tag championship well, by now. I thought they were great in NXT and they get brought up and they're completely shelved. <laughs> So, this come uh, back. This comes back to the point we were talking about earlier, right? It's like yeah, yeah, the 
you know, Shane Haas, who asked in the chat, who do we want to see come up? Well, we don't. We, yeah. we just don't. Not, none of my favorites in NXT do I want to see in the main roster. And, it, and it, is, it isn't even a thing for me like, oh, they'll mess them up. It's just I would like to see them do something right. with the people that they've brought up before. Right, exactly. Aiden English is was a casualty of this thing. He doesn't wrestle anymore. He's just, they broke up New Day for no, or not Rusev New Day, Day. Rusev yeah. Day for yeah. no reason. And Aiden English does not wrestle anymore. So Rusev could be in a new tag team. It's wild. WWE UK Championship. Walter defeated Pete Dunne to become champion. This opening was truly just Walter beating the crap out of Pete Dunne. Chops, submissions, big backdrop on the apron. I did like that Dunne did a scissor sweep into a heel hook attempt. That marked a big shift in the match to where Dunne hit a big kick, a moonsault, and a sunset flip running powerbomb. Very impressed that he could do that. Uh, Dunne did a coup de grace as well. I think at some point we saw every single illegal MMA move in this match. My qualm, if there was one, it felt like Dunn teased going to the fingers like 70 times. And I was like, I get it. That's his thing. But like, did we need, I could have done with maybe four less of those, but um, the match itself, Walter does this insane avalanche sleeper superplex uh, there's this crucifix slam. You can't call it a crucifix bomb because the crucifix bomb is already a move before people thought to do this. But um, there's a deep triangle. Walter stands up and stomps out Dunn, kicks out of a bitter end. And what finishes it off is this triangle up on the second rope. And then Walter does, you could call it like a bombshell that Candido did, but it's like Dunn said, hey, just throw me as far as you can. <laughs> Let's just see how far we can go. If you can get me to the other turnbuckle, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. And a flying splash wins it. Uh, Dunn had a, a rare botch in the corner, but this was damn good stuff. This was a violent match, Alex. Very violent. Uh, and 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 good and not the match that I wanted to see or thought that the the, the occasion called for. Like I felt like there was there was a really great story to be told of uh, Pete Dunne being invincible for like seven hundred days, and then this giant Austrian comes in and wrecks his shit. And then, oh my God, now I'm not who I thought I was. Says Pete Dunne, I've got to train to get back to the point where I could beat this guy. I I, I agree. Also, the fingers thing is. I actually tell the story of there's it's not just a thing that Pete, Pete Dunn does because he does, but in this particular match, if you could break the dude's fingers, he can't chop you anymore. Like, make that the central story of this. I am wrecking your fingers because those chops are lethal. If I break your fingers, you're not going to want to chop me anymore. Like, I felt like we were doing it, but only kind of like make that the story of the match. I'm doing this to counter this, and because. And Walter says, because I can't do that to you anymore, I'm going to do this to you. And that's what takes Pete Dunn out. Pete Dunn had him scouted, but Walter had a counter for the scouting. I feel like you could have done that more. Also, I feel like the match was 25 minutes long. It didn't need to be that long. It also, because it harkened back to that Joe Coffey match from TakeOver Blackpool that felt like it was 45 minutes long. Like, I don't think that every NXT UK title match has to be a half hour. Definitely, it definitely seemed like that, uh, but it, it could have done with some less time, I think. Like I said, they went to the well on a couple spots too many, but still that being said, it was an outstanding match. It really was. Warren, your thoughts? 
Um, I really like the story that they started telling early on in the match, uh, where, you know, Dunn, Dunn tried to go for the hits, but Walter just had him completely overpowered. And I don't even think it's a question of being scouted. It was just like, Walter was like, throw whatever you want at me. It's not going to happen. And you could tell, you know, Pete Dunn is very stoic. You know, he doesn't show emotion to his opponent you know he's he's very he, he he's he's a uh he's a wall you know of uh, it doesn't he doesn't show what he's thinking but there's a couple of times you know despite the fact there where he dodged a couple of chops at first and he'd do the pete dunn shrug shortly thereafter you know walter would get some offense and he'd roll out and you could tell in his eye just very very there were these flashes where he was just like okay I think I'm in trouble here. And I think that might be one of the motivating factors where he kept going back to the fingers because he didn't know what to do because the fingers were easily accessible. The hand is right there. All you have to do is grab it and try to to, to snap him. I agree that he, I, I, I am in complete agreement. Went a little too many times to that well. But I really, I, I felt that this was like his, it was his emergency it was the emergency cord. You know, it's like, okay, uh, push this button to eject immediately. And he couldn't get it. He just couldn't get the upper hand. It just wasn't clicking for him. I love the story they told the uh, throughout. I love I love Walter's mannerisms and the way he conducts himself. His, fi- his splash, you know, he just looks like a, a an awkward mass just falling on top of you. You know, it's like there's nothing graceful about it. It's just like here I come, you know, and that and that's pretty much it. You could have used that for the uh, the blue chew segue as well. You know, by the way, uh, Sean. Reminder, guys. Uh, Andrew Thompson is on the Triple H media call right now. He is live tweeting it. We'll have coverage of that up as well as well as audio tonight. We're staying up late to get that stuff to you. Good match there. NXT Women's Championship, Shayna Baszler retains. A lot of people surprised by this one, defeating Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, and Kyrie Sane. Starts out fast and aggressive. A great spot early where Baszler tries to use Bianca's hair to yank her into the ring post, but it backfires. Shirai and Kyrie, great high-flying moves at the same time. Did a double-team powerbomb, a nice assisted tope. Uh, Belair slams Sane over the top rope onto the pile. Uh, and does a couple, or she did like the uns, the non-seated glam slam, the chicken wing uh, slam. She does the KOD, but then Shirai does a moonsault. This leads to a spot where I think the match really picked up for the crowd, Alex, where Sane and Shirai caught or cost each other this match. And it's really the first bit of dissension that you saw between them, which didn't last in the long run. But still, this match really picked up at this point. Yeah, uh, I, I like the storytelling there of, you know, because it EO is the one who's getting the pinfall first. And Kyrie comes in and breaks it up. And and there was uh, there was something that, like, I I don't know how you tell it any more clearly, but there were a lot of it was like EO is like, well, you've already had your championship. You've already had your run with the belt. I, I, I'm supposed to get it now. And Kyrie's like, well, no, I, I kind of want the belt. I'm, I'm sorry, I kind of want the belt. And and there's this moment of like, well, I'm gonna have we're gonna have to fight now. I'm like, I I, I love you, you're my sister, but we're gonna have to fight now. It's and the I Ricky Bobby was... Cal Norton. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you think I could win one one of these times? <laughs> <laughs> and Kyrie's like, 
just bury it down deep inside <laughs> and never bring it up again. Yeah. Um, I thought this double KOD spot was a bad idea, Warren. I was wrong. <laughs> that looked that looked good, didn't it? I was uh, like, whoa. And that I don't looked- I don't know how much of it was acting, but the face on Bianca, like she was really powering through it. Yeah. Like like it really it really helped sell that move. Like her her her, her head was all kind of crunched in under it. Like Bianca. That girl is just so special, man. She, the way that she's so charismatic, she comes down to the ring. I, I like, I love, I love her. Her theme song is so perfect for her. Uh, I never needed you at all. Is like that that ref, that that uh, refrain in the song, and it's just her her the way she carries herself to the ring. I love that she pivoted from being undefeated to her mindset being undefeated. I think that's that's a, a clever way of keeping that clef, that catchphrase there. I think it's got to go now. Now, now it's, it's got to go. Now it's got to go. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the finish of the match. I I think there's a way of of getting salvaging her maybe fake salvaging this defeat, but there's a way that they, I thought they were trying to tell the story. I hate the standard promo of "I'm going to become this champion because right. I'm." Right. And then she says undefeated. I'm like, do you know how many of those I've heard from Sasha Banks? I'm going to do this because I'm the boss. And I'm like, man. Or 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 AJ Styles because yeah. I'm phenomenal. And I, I like even even the dude who handed AJ his lunch on the pre-show says he may be phenomenal, but I'm golden. And I'm like, yeah. listen, you've been studying WWE. I can give you that. Well, I mean, you know the, how Miz, the, how work. the Miz for years. That's right. all he said was because I'm the Miz and I'm awesome. I'm like, my God, let's yeah. let's move on. Let's do move this. Uh, the Kirafuda clutch is applied. Bianca taps out after a major struggle, and she really sold it. Ooh, Shayna's got that heat, man, because a lot of people thought Bianca was taking this, and she didn't. And I don't know how you work Bianca Belair back in there after she went to sleep and then tapped out, Warren. Um, I really love this finish. Let's start with that because it did. she was in complete panic mode. Like, she knew what was coming, right? B- Bianca, she knew what was she was inevitable at this point. She was scratching. She was... Cr- Doing everything she could, trying to get at the hair, to get out of it. I, I she sold that perfectly. It was wonderful, and it, you know I hadn't picked Shayna to win either. But and it, and it's not because I don't love Shayna Baszler. I adore what Shayna Baszler has become for the women's division in NXT. And when you think about it, this is it's probably the most natural. Evolution, even though she's still holding on to the title, uh, because there are still so many fresh matches that you can have, first and foremost, in NXT. But you also need to have this pillar, this star with which you want to build your new women's stars as well. Uh, on Twitter, a lot of people were complaining. Like, well, oh, well, who's you know? What do you do next with uh, with with uh, Shayna? She's done everything in NXT. Oh, we're going to see Kyrie again, or we're going to see Bianca again. No, you can instantly go back with Io Shirai if you want. And then who's hanging around? Uh, you know that we haven't seen much. They have Candice LeRae. They have Diana Perazzo. They have Dakota Kai, who's uh, who's on the mend. She's coming back. Chelsea Green? Are you kidding me? Like there is a there is a a a, a talent pool Mia that is Yim? still there. What's that? 
Mia Yim. Mia Yim. Who's one of my whole, favorites. Absolutely. And 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 as far as a credible threat to, you know, someone who's who, who's instantly credible to go up against uh, Shayna Baszler, y- you have it right there. And y- you have all these super fresh matches that we haven't seen yet and that you can use to build your women in NXT because there are only a handful that do have that credibility. But, you know, like we were saying before with Matt Riddle, if you want someone to be special, you have to book them as special. So if you, if you have this monster champ here being Shayna and you build someone next to her as a credible threat, as someone who will be able to, uh, to, uh, to hit the mark on her, um, well, just put her in a match with her, put her in a program, and it will elevate her. Thought it was a, a pretty solid match, all things considered. Alex, anything to wrap up? Yeah, I uh, I thought they were going to do something like actually in the moment with this, but when when Bianca was fighting through the Kirifuda clutch and going for the eyes and going for the hair and going for the throat and the mouth, trying to get a fish hook, trying to get like a thumb in the nose, whatever. Then she went from reaching up here to do that, all this stuff, to then reaching down here to grab at the arms. And I thought she was doing this when she tapped out. Not not this, just trying to get at something, and they called it a tap. And I thought Bianca was going to come out of there and say, I wasn't tapping, I was fighting through it. But she didn't. So I thought they were immediately going to go to that point. Maybe they still can on, on in a backstage interview or something on the next one, she said, I never actually gave up. The ref thought I did, but I was I hadn't given up. Uh, maybe that's the way you salvage this. The other thing they could have done, they could have put ladders in the damn match like they showed they were going to on the poster, and they never did. Well, they didn't explicitly state it, but I yeah, I, I agree. Vacant NXT Championship match. Johnny Gargano for, finally becomes NXT Champion by defeating Adam Cole, who was massively over. I love that in the early part of this, Nigel McGinnis sold a headlock as, hey, Josh Barnett tapped out Dean Lester with that. I'm like, (laughs) all right, you son of a bitch. We'll accept it. Uh, Not much happens for the first several minutes, honestly. Like in the first like nine, 10 minutes, not a lot goes on. Some slow, uh, methodical chain wrestling. But Gargano gets a slingshot spear and a flying flatliner. And Cole gets a pin in about the first 12 or 13 minutes. I wasn't in love with this first fall. I didn't think it was it was outstanding or anything like that. Warren, any, any thoughts one way or another about it? No, I agree. I think uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll keep it short. I agree with you, Sean, but I think it made sense as the match went on. How about that? That it did. Cole uh, connects with a big strike that almost puts Gargano out, but uh, I don't think anybody bought that. I think Alex at this point, everybody knew Gargano was winning this match, like or winning this fall. So whenever Cole would get these near falls, people weren't buying it as much. But then on the Gargano near falls, like the air raid crash off the top, I think I think it sold people a ticket a little bit more, Alex. Yeah, no, once Cole got the first fall, everyone knew that Gargano was getting the second. But after that second, then it picked up. Oh boy. Because because I, I, I think I think you you could have you called you could have sold the entire arena tickets to every single one of them damn near falls for the third fall of the match. And it, it it showed these people were rabid. I've I, hmm. it's really rare that I've that I've seen or heard a crowd like this for, with this kind of fervor for a match like this. So um, 
Gargano early on, I was surprised that he passed an account out and then that Cole did as well, which it made sense later on. But early, I'm like, man, I thought that there was a good story to be told in that this is a unique title match because you can win a championship on a count out. And that doesn't happen all the time. And I think that should have probably been played up a little bit more early on. Gargano ends up getting busted open hard way uh, due to the the ring post and then wins with the Gargano escape. But I really thought that him just making it in before the 10 and then immediately getting the Gargano escape would have been a really, really good way to end that fall. But then we go to fall three. And this is some of the best freaking wrestling you're just ever going to see. There's a really good story being told, and Mauro Ronaldo got it over real well about each guy having to go back to their well to mm. pull things out. The straight jacket German suplex from oh. Cole, the Hertz donut, which is a full uh, full Nelson face buster or a full Nelson spinning face buster from Gargano. We see Cole doing the fairy tale ending on a table. We see a wheelbarrow suplex on the apron. Now, my only qualm with this is Nigel goes, when's the last time you saw somebody kick out of a Canadian destroyer? And I'm like, everyone since 2008, Nigel. (laughs) All of them, actually. I saw a man kick out of a doomsday Canadian destroyer last night. (laughs) My eyes. I sort of of wonder if if Adam Cole's going to appreciate him calling it a Canadian destroyer, not the Panama Sunrise, by the way. Yeah, yeah. This crowd was loud. And then we did see the super or the, the count out spot. Gargano barely made it in and just, just to get super kicked. They super kicked each other and fell down. Holy crap. Gargano counters another destroyer with a Gargano escape, but has to fend off Undisputed Era. Alex, this was a great, just movie action scene where the good guy is beating up all the foot soldiers. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I, I got I got somebody in my mentions like, oh, but you, you said on Tuesday that when the Miz beat up Sanity by himself that it wasn't believable. How is it believable for 120-pound Johnny Gargano to beat like five guys? Why do people who come at us uh, why do people who come at us in our mentions like that? They all have that voice. They all have that voice. He's actually <laughs> sending me voicemail messages. Uh um, because context is a thing that exists. That's how I can de- determine between what happened on Tuesday, what happened tonight. Also, it's a completely different story that we're telling here. I mean, the idea of the guy, the heel who has a faction, and his running buddies come in and they get involved, they always only take one shot to the face to be knocked out for 10 minutes. That's just the way wrestling works. I mean, I agree it's not realistic, but you're watching wrestling. So in this case... Um, when, when, when all these guys come down, I love how cerebral everybody in Undisputed Era is. It makes so much sense that they would have had this plan. But it's like, I love that Kyle O'Reilly, um, realizes when the ref takes the bump outside, fish, get in here. We're going to do our finisher on him. Like it, it, it actually told the story so much as opposed, it looked like they were having the, 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 the plans changed in the moment. And like, oh, that Roderick, get him in the ring. We'll get out. And then Cole, you'll get the pinfall on him. Like it felt like real, which added so much and allowed me to believe, man, they're really going to do Johnny this yeah. way. This is how they're going to do him. And they didn't. And that's when I went like, you know, you, everyone, everyone in the arena also thought in that moment, no, not like this. <gasps> Yay, not like this. <laughs> like that's, that's exactly what we're supposed to do because all that in-ring storytelling 
was done perfectly. Well, this was just a, a fantastic finish to the match. And Mauro Ronaldo is the perfect person to be calling these. With each kick out that Gargano had, it got more unbelievable. More unbelievable. Uh, he sent Gargano sent Cole out onto the pile, took him out one by one, kicked out of the last shot, and the place came unglued. One of the biggest reactions in NXT TakeOver history. Yes. And then Gargano wins with the Gargano escape. Yeah. It's finally his moment. Candice LeRae comes out to embrace Johnny. And then we get to the ramp, and there's Ciampa. And some adult producer misses it. There's one thing in this entire venue to focus on, and it's this. And they almost missed it. But they got it. The finish happened. The championship changed hands. Warren, your your thoughts? Um, <clears throat> this is the. Uh, I mean, this this is the culmination of uh, of almost two years of storytelling. If you want to involve the uh, the DIY situation, Johnny Gargano's losing streak afterwards, his comeback, his uh, his failed attempt at the uh, his face his first. Failed attempt at the NXT Championship against Almas, which was cost by Champa, the Champa ordeal, uh, and uh, and everything throughout his his heel turn, all led uh, up until up to this point. This is a guy who um, who is uh, who's done everything in NXT, has done everything that was asked of him, uh, who has contributed uh, creatively tremendously, and and is sincerely, truly. And he's proved us right again tonight. At least those of us who 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 do carry this thought that he should be spoken. Uh, he his name should be spoken on the tier of best wrestlers in the world. He should be spoken about in the same breath as Kazuchika Okada. You know, with the same type of reverence that people have. This guy has not had, didn't have a single bad match last year. Even a throwaway match on NXT TV against Tony Nese was fantastic. Nothing against Tony Nese is going to be great. He's going to be great at WrestleMania on Sunday. But uh, it it just goes to show that uh, once again, he delivered something fantastic. It is well-deserved. Uh, and and you know and on top of that he gets the accolade of being a Grand Slam champion the first as well in NXT. I mean that was fantastic. And I'll let I'll let Alex talk about the Champa stuff we had talked about a little. Yeah, uh, this this landed at over a nine out of ten on my match ratings, which are up on Select right now for Tier Two members. But Alex put a bow on this show for us. Yeah, um, I was just thinking um, the way that this had to end. With um, what we all thought was Gargano defeating Tommaso Ciampa to become champion, like, like that, that would be the only way. That was the only way that could happen. And when when Ciampa uh, got hurt and had to go in for surgery, and they had to pivot, they immediately had a perfect other guy for Gargano to face for the vacant title and defeat. That made that. It worked almost as well as it possibly could have without Champa in the picture, because of the history that that Cole and Gargano have had in the Indies, and because of the way that they built and kept the undisputed era strong and relevant throughout their co- coinciding history with Gargano and Champa. Um, 
And I was thinking on the main roster, I have no idea how, how they would do that because usually they focus so much on one thing that the, anybody else they would have brought it like, like if, if the, if the top heel can't do it, who are you going to put in there? Rusev? Like, it's just not it's like there's nobody there. And I thought that was so perfect. They actually had this because they were, they've kept everybody strong and fresh and relevant. And what a way to finish this takeover to have Chamaso Champa come out and do the hug and have it be Tommaso Champa. Not, not the, the greatest, not, you know, not Blackheart, not that guy, um, but Johnny Gargano's best friend and roommate for years and years in NXT, um, best friend and give him the hug while wearing the neck brace. It felt, it, I don't, I don't want to speak this into existence. It felt like it was Tommaso knowing, you know, I'm probably never going to get to have a match with you for that belt. Like th- those neck things can be really, really tricky, especially the kind where you gotta you gotta go in and fix the spine by going through the throat. Like those kind of those kind of um, surgeries, they don't always end well with a guy coming back at full strength and getting back into it for a long in ring career. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But but if this is it, the story for these two characters, um, what a bittersweet, lovely way to end. Uh, with that embrace um, that really puts a bow on this entire years long story. Well, a reminder guys, if you want a lovely ending and a way to throw somebody's spine out, even by going through the throat, check out our friends at blue chew, use the code fightful. Wow. Um, <laughs> Triple wow. H tells uh, the, the media call there is interest in NXT and NXT UK from broadcasters. That's interesting. Uh, because I have no interest in NXT UK as a TV show. Sorry, Warren. <gasps> Sorry, Warren, besides your review. I listened to your review. Thank you. Um, <laughs> he <laughs> talked about uh, he talks about gathering his team together after the Champa injury. We will have that full audio up uh, shortly after it concludes. We're back on Saturday night. We're here for Ring of Honor New Japan G1 Supercard. And maybe you guys don't know what's up with that show. Maybe you all... Don't know who's on that show. We've got you covered in the event section. We have a lot of our, our coverage up there as well. Got dozens of event or, or result pages, but Jay White, Nokata, IWGP title, ROH championship, a three-way ladder match, Marty Skrull, Taven, Jay Lethal. There is a winner-take-all tag title match, Ring of Honor and New Japan tag titles, Gorillas of Destiny, PCO and Brody King, Evil and Sonata, the Briscoes. That's going to kill. You got Ishimori, Bandito, Dragon Lee. You've got a street fight. Juice Robinson, the former CJ Parker, against Bully Ray. Zack Sabre Jr. and Tanahashi. Naito and Ibushi. Osprey and Cobb. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Honor Rumble. And then you have the Women of Honor World Championship. Um, Iwatani versus Kelly Klein. And then also another a Women of Honor match. Uh, Six-woman tag match there as well. And then we're back WrestleMania. I'll let you all uh, in on a secret. It's going to be a long show. (laughs) It's going to be a long show. Uh, Leave thumbs up on this. I can't tell you how important that is. If you want to help us without subscribing to Fightful Select, leave a nice iTunes review. Uh, That stuff exposes us to a new audience. It helps us uh, get more uh, viewers and listeners on that platform as YouTube is our main one. But if you want to leave a thumbs up, you want to leave a nice iTunes review, that stuff goes a long way. Helps us pop up in recommended videos, recommended shows, all that good stuff. Follow Alex at Palowski the Fourth. 
Follow Warren at Mr. Warren Hayes. Follow me at Sean Ross at, but follow us at Fightful. Until next time, guys, we're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.